right. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Hopkins, and this is your Best Life Defined. All right. How are you doing today? How is the picture of your life? You know, it's funny. That's the that's the method I use to, to create action in my life. Let me try this bad boy down a little bit. That's the method I use to create action in my life. It all starts with imagery. It starts with an image in my mind of what is possible, what can be, right? And then I just kind of form that image and, and, and then I move forward with it. And I've got an image for my life as a whole. That's the reason that this thing here is continues to happen. It's because when I started this, in my mind, this thing is going to create um, the goal that I set for it. It's going to change people's lives, which it already has. There's there's a lot of people who have already reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know what? Thanks, I appreciate it." Even you know, and I, and you, if you've ever done anything like this, and I don't know, you probably have in your own life, but when you when you do something that's out of the box that other people haven't done, there's that part of you that doesn't feel like it's good enough, or maybe you're you're dropping the ball, or just you know, maybe you're just full of crap, right? I face that. I face that. And it's that image of what this is that keeps me going when I when I fall off the cliff and I'm over there thinking how bad it sucks or why don't I have more followers or when is it going to feel right, you know? When you think about where you're going, when you think about this best life, the one thing I know for sure is that if you don't if you don't go after something, if you don't if you don't define an image in your mind you don't paint a picture of where you're going you'll never get there I, I think I've been painting pictures my whole life I think as a child because my childhood was so rough when I was when I was young I, I, I used imagination a lot my best friends my were GI Joe's I had like three or four GI Joe's and when we were living in Iowa we were living in Council Bluffs Iowa down by the river that's who I hung out with I was kind of an oddball. I never understood why kids didn't accept me. And I look back, I was that weird kid. <laughs> I guess I'm a weird guy now. <laughs> Nothing's changed, right? But I was that weird kid, right? And I and imagery has always been something that just kind of motivated me when I was when I was growing up and and I faced a lot of struggle. I did a lot of fighting in school because I was always the new kid. And of course, I'm the dork. And so, in my mind, I was just this badass. In fact, I mimicked uh, Billy Jack, not that I had his fighting skills or any of that. Here I am, I'm 12 years old, 13 years old. I'm wearing a, a vest. I've got a Stetson hat that's flattened out like Billy Jack's. And I walk around, I'm all tough. I got nunchucks <laughs> stuffed, stuffed down my pants and under my vest. I didn't go anywhere without them, right? And it was funny, I gained a little notoriety with that because, you know, on occasion I would like lift up my arms and someone would see my nunchucks under my vest. And, and of course, I was in a community where, I think it's where Jesus was born, <laughs> second Jerusalem, maybe, I don't know. But it was uh, in the middle of Iowa. And of course, I was the oddball. And the reason I was able to pull that off and I was to be able to be okay and and, and actually to circumvent the criticism and the judgments that were being made constantly about me was I was oblivious to them. I was. I was oblivious to the fact that I was this dorky kid with this frizzy long hair and no one was intimidated by me. But yet here I am walking around in my mind. I'm the baddest dude on the planet, right? I'm just, I, I learned, I, my, what I do is I practice throwing knives and I don't just throw a pocket knife. I, I had a bayonet, 
Okay, now, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm a knife thrower and I throw bayonets. That was one of my one of my. I would spend hours throwing a bayonet at a, a telephone pole and sticking it right. But so it was cool. It was easy. It was easy to circumvent the pressure and the stories of everyone around me when I was just there being. I was being me. I was I was creating my own painting. And when you think about it, there's not there's not anything wrong with that. I mean. When you take a look at your life and you decide to paint this picture for your life, the farther away you can get from caring about what other people think, the farther you can get about this, this standard painting, this, this paint my numbers thing that we've all inherited called the American dream, the more satisfied you're going to be, the more satisfying it's going to be, and the less pressure you're going to feel from those around you. I don't know if you're picking it up. I just, I'm just, I've kind of resigned myself. I'm just going to submerge myself in helping other people live a better life. Because when I walk around and I've been, I've had some moments here in the last couple weeks because people are starting to come out. The weather's warm. So I'm having a chance to talk to people. And of course, I'm socially careful. I don't get within six feet of anybody, no handshaking. But man, I'm really enjoying it because I see the value. I mean, I talked to a guy, uh, Jerry, uh, this morning actually, and he's with his wife. He's seventy-five, and and he's explaining to me the cat, the pitfalls of age. He's seventy-five, and he says, you know, I don't care what you do; it doesn't. You can't do what you did, what you do now at seventy-five. And I'm telling him, oh, not according to my story, not according to the picture I'm painting. I'm going to be doing pull-ups until the day I die. That's a pretty grandiose goal. It's kind of like doing 365 podcasts. I don't, I don't hold back, all right? Just so you know, I'm not holding back on this thing called living. I'm going for it. Because what, what the hell? You're in the game, right? But that's, that's how it starts. So turning this to you, let's, ask, let's, let's get you involved in this conversation. What is, what is, if, you're, if your life were a picture, would it be something you'd stand there and you'd admire? Would it be something you'd be like, like, you'd be like, wow, hey, no, come here, look at this, baby. Like you're in a museum and there's a painting of your life. There's, there's where the kids were born. Yeah, the kids were born. Oh, yeah, we did that. That's that vacation to Yosemite. That's, that, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. If you love the painting, live it, man. If you love it, if you wake up every day and you find energy in the in that, that image of what your life looks like, hell, you're right where you're supposed to be. I wasn't. I, I looked at my life and, and I, I accepted my life when while my dad was alive in part because my dad took care of a lot of stuff on that on that on the land that I had. Acre and a quarter right in town. He'd he we well we gotta get some cows. Gotta raise some cows. He'd worry about the hay, he'd get the cows, he'd feed them, get them ready to butcher, I'd eat the meat. It was cool. We'd had barbecues. There was, there was some great things about the property and about the choices I'd made. But after my dad died, I started looking at the picture that, that was painted or was left. And with him being out of the picture, he was no longer in that, in that, in that painting. It, no, it didn't work. So what did I do? I painted a new picture. Started out, I was going to paint I, the picture. The image I had in my mind was of us becoming sailors. Me and Sandy out on the open open sea, tra sailing from, from Florida to the, to the Bahamas, you know, weathering the storms and catching our dinner and hanging out with locals, drinking uh, umbrella drinks, right? 
But then I read a book called Heavy Weather Sailing, and I started doing some research on what happens at sea sometimes. I changed my mind. I said, I don't think so. I don't want to. I don't. I, I can't see myself fighting a storm for seven days between throwing up because I'm I have seasickness because there's just no place to go where you're not rocking and rolling, right? Then we painted in a picture of the RV life, and we started investigating that. And guess what? <laughs> pretty good painting. Pretty good picture. Got this idea about what it would feel like to be in Bar Harbor, Maine, to go to Bangor, Maine. It was every bit of that, and then some. Life, your life will only be what you can envision it to be. And and when I talk about success and how to achieve success, I keep talking about this idea that it becomes it's, it's self-actualization. It's about being able to see that life. Because the problem is it's hard to understand or grasp a hold of how great it is to be debt-free when you're not debt-free because you've never experienced it. In fact, I don't know anyone who's 25 years old or 30 years old who has not carried some sort of debt, some obligation for a car loan or a house loan, something that is a time payment thing where you just haven't gotten away from it. So under those circumstances, how do you imagine or get excited about the idea of not buying another 12-pack of beer every night? Or by not getting your Starbucks coffee. Because, you know, you love your Starbucks coffee. And life's hard and you work hard. Why can't you have a coffee, right? Well, the way you get connected with that goal is by the picture you paint. Now, what does the picture look like? <clears throat> well, for me, I have choices. The access to financial freedom, the fact that I have money in the bank, and if I spend that money, it doesn't impact my life. It's not going to devastate my life, or it's not going to create havoc in other areas of my life. The fact that I have these choices, it's amazing, because technically, Sandy and I can do anything. If, if this RV life, tomorrow morning we wake up and we decide RV life isn't for us, we have the means to buy a house. We can have a house wherever we want. And what's cool is... Because of this picture we've painted and this life we've chosen because of it, we've traveled around the country and our, our horizons have broadened. We, My idea that Canyon City is the end of the world and the only place I want to be is completely out the window. I can tell you right now, Canyon City, Colorado is not on my map when it comes to the image I have for my life in the future. It's going to be cool. I'm not going to have a big yard. And if I do, someone else is going to take care of it. The house is going to be small enough that it's not too much work and big enough that it accommodates our needs, right? Which are things that we never even considered when we jumped out there the first time or the second time. If, you, if you're not picking it up, living your best life is about dreams. Living your best life is about, about looking not where you are, but where you can be. And it's about owning that dream, owning that image of where you can be because it's connected to who you are. And the best part of the whole story is that because it's connected to who you are, you have the energy and the excitement to see it through. And you just paint that in there, right? Paint it in there. I don't know where this is going. My, I painted my image for my life includes the completion of this book. RV life, the ultimate survival guide, right? That's part of the painting I'm creating for myself. 
Does it matter what anybody else thinks? No, just like the podcast. I mean, I I want to inspire you. I want anyone who tunes in to go, wow, this guy is awesome. I'm going to follow his advice. Is it is it likely? No. No, it's going to take a lot of work for me to circumvent and intervene the training that we've all been given our entire lives. I mean, who am I to tell you that owning that big-ass house and all that stuff is a bad idea given the fact that everyone around you owns a big-ass house and has tons of crap? Not trying to. Do you like what you see? When you look up at the wall, you see that painting of your life? Do you like what you see? Does it inspire you? Does it make you want to get out of bed in the morning and say, okay, this is going to be tough, but I don't care because I want it that bad? I know it's easy for me. It's easy for me. A couple rules I stand by. The first rule is if you're doing stuff like everyone else, you can plan on getting what everyone else has got. Right? If you're living your life just like your dad did, then take a look at what your dad, where your dad is at, and you will know at your at his age, you will be in the exact same place. It's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. The other rule that I have is because it's because of that that I choose to be different. It's because of that reality that I choose to be different. Because I would much rather get to the end of my life and take a look at it and say, "Wow, that was different." Why not? Because sometimes different is better, especially in this case. I can tell you right now, I'm doing way better than the story being told about the American dream. I don't care what anybody says. I can go do what I want. I'll be traveling to Devil's Tower up over up into the upper peninsula of Michigan in Mackinac City, Travis City, down to Florida, Crystal River. Back up through New Mexico, into Colorado, back up to Oregon, up through the Montana, Washington State. Maybe we'll go into Canada. If you want to see the picture of my future, that's where it's at. If you want to see the picture that I've painted for myself, it's that at some point this thing is going to hit a million subscribers, right? It's destiny because the other thing that we have to consider is this. Life is energy. Life is energy and the more good you put out the more good comes to you. And that's the standard I'm working off of. I ain't here to judge you. I ain't telling you you're wrong or you're right. All I'm saying is, hey, what if there is another way? What if there is another way and it doesn't quite look like what you're doing? The sad part would be that you discover that when it's too late. The sad part would be when you get to your 70 and then all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, wait a minute, damn it. He was right. He was right. Spend more time doing things that inspire you than things that crush you. Spend more time engaged in activities that lift you up than those things that push you down. I could justify working in a federal prison for 23 and a half years, even when it sucks. You know why? Because of the life it gave me. I have been able to do so many things in my life simply because I faced that struggle. And it was a struggle. It's not too late, guys. It's not too late for you to say, I think I'm going to do something more. I think there's more out there. I think I want to paint a better picture. I want to, I want to finish strong, right? I want to, when I get to the end of this, I want to be able to look back and the only regret I'm going to have is the fact that I don't get to do more of it. And believe me, 
we're we're already there. I visit my children, my adult children, and they're my grandchildren, and and then the and the the path is set. I don't ever have to worry about whether my kids will make the right choice, whether they're going to be okay when I'm gone, because I can see the painting on their wall, too. I can see how they painted their life. I see the image they have for their life. They're growing. They're, they're doing things they haven't done. They're facing new challenges. And, and more than that, they're excited about the moments that they live. Does it get tough? Do they have struggles? Sure. But they also have a lot of challenges. And if you ask them, well, this is where I'm going. Oh, yeah, in a year, you wait in a year. That's what they have. You wait. <laughs> it's so cool. And I, that's what I want. I want to be able to give it to you. I want to hand you that feeling, that feeling of success. Because it feels good to win, right? It feels good to, to go after something that someone, no one else is going after or that you, that you are afraid of. And to face that challenge and to fail and to fail and to feel like you're not good enough and then to hit your mark. And to stand up and say, yeah, all right, now what? And that's what you're seeing from me. This is my, this is my phase of now what? Had a lot of now what moments in my life. Now what, right? What's next? I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what's next. I don't know. But this ball is rolling. It's rolling and I'm attacking it, right? I'm going after it. And I, I hope you are too. I hope you find inspiration in the fact that, so what? It doesn't matter what has happened to you. It doesn't matter where you're standing right now. The only thing that matters is where you're going to be. See it, view it, create that image in your mind. Be inspired by it and then go after it. Because in the end, you're the only one that can do it, right? I can, I can talk to you. I can share my story with you. But in the end, it's up to you. So I hope you will. I hope you'll take action. I hope you'll find some inspiration in your life. No matter how happy you are, there is an, always an opportunity for you to move forward. And that's where I'm trying to take you. So anyway, hey, listen, I appreciate you guys showing up. Thanks for the time. Thanks for signing in. Thanks for the downloads. Let's not forget the kindness, and as always, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.